Welcome to the Arkansas Technology and Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Trumbull. This podcast is sponsored by ArcSD. You can find more information about ArcSD at arkste.org. This week, we're joined by Anthony Owen. As we get started for this episode, I want to let you know we're breaking our meeting with Anthony Owen up into two different episodes. We had such a good time talking about computer science in Arkansas that we had too much content that I really want to share with all of our listeners. So for the next two episodes, join us as we meet and talk with Anthony Owen, Director of Computer Science for DESI. Welcome, Anthony Owen. I appreciate you joining us today. Tell me what your favorite Arkansas restaurant is. Oh, sure, Jason. I love catfish. Um, I love Arkansas fried catfish, and uh, there are quite a few different ones around that I just enjoy. Uh, so to name one is uh, very difficult, but uh, I love eating my catfish. It's got a few locations around the state, and of course, I'm just a couple blocks away from flying fish here in Little Rock, which is a Arkansas staple also. But you know, some of the best catfish you find in Arkansas are little holes in the walls or uh, the um, food trucks that that just pop up here and there. So uh, it's hard to say, but fried catfish on Fridays uh, is is a staple of mine. I love eating my catfish. There's one here in Conway. So that that's definitely a place that I, I go to get catfish if I ever get it. So but it, it's a. Uh, it's fun to see the different cuisines that actually come up here. I don't know. This is not a food podcast, but clearly I love food. <laughs> but In Arkansas, you don't mess with our catfish and you don't mess with our cheese dip. That's right. That's true. That's true. Some great hush puppies as well. Let's talk a little bit about your background, kind of where you got to where you are. Um, can you tell us, you know, kind of the story of that path of how you became the director of computer science for DESI? You know, I, I guess the short version of it is that I, I believe that a higher power put me in places to be to eventually give me a, uh, a shot at this opportunity to, to make a real difference for education in Arkansas. Um, you know, I'm a first generation college student, uh, went to Henderson and Arkdelphia for my undergrad and also my master's. Uh, and then uh, started to work as a teacher, you know, uh, prior to graduating with my undergrad and master's, I was in retail management, had worked for a different, different company, a couple different companies as a retail manager. And then um, got an opportunity to start teaching, started teaching mathematics, uh, finished my uh, master's while I was teaching mathematics at a couple different schools around the state. Um, and I guess it was in 2009. Uh, we had a family situation that my wife and I, we moved from Arkadelphia, teaching in Arkadelphia, both of us, to teaching in England, Arkansas. And uh, that was a culture shock. And we were living in Arkadelphia, and I was a city uh, uh, um, member of the board of directors there in Arkadelphia. I was in my second term, finishing up my second term. And we started teaching in England, um, myself as a mathematics teacher. My wife was a K-12 curriculum specialist there and um, made an impact with the uh, superintendents. So, so much so that she was um, acquaintances with the 
then assistant commissioner over the division of learning services. They had just advertised a position for a high school mathematics uh, specialist that would be housed at the DOE at DESE, what's now known as DESE. And I applied for it. I didn't figure I would get it. Um, you know, uh, that's kind of the story of my life. I, I apply for stuff <laughs> sometimes and figure I wouldn't get it, but somehow uh, some something puts me in those positions. Well, uh, got that position, served in that position, um, enjoyed it thoroughly, uh, had a background in computer science, uh, was finishing up my law degree during that time and did uh, finish my law degree and uh, passed the bar in early 2014. And then in 2015, where Governor Hutchinson started running uh, as a gubernatorial candidate, uh, he was one of the first governors across the nation that we can find that used the word coding in a gubernatorial advertisement or uh, you know, some type of promotion. And I was the only one in curriculum instruction that was a unit I was at at DOE with a background in computer science. And those first few months of him being in office, I was still a math specialist, but was working on the state's computer science plan for uh, how our state would implement it. They announced this position, uh, state director of computer science, um, in I guess it was around about March or April uh, of 20, uh, 2015, Governor Hutchinson's first year in office. And um, he, you know, it. I felt like it was going to be a political appointee position, but I knew I'd done a lot of work for computer science uh, and laid a lot of groundwork. So I wrote up a 22-page strategic plan that I walked in for an interview for this job, not thinking once again that I would get a job, but hope hoping that whoever did get the position would utilize the work that that we had already you know done as a state looked at talking with stakeholders partners that that really had a interest in this growing and getting that information in front of them and hopefully down the road maybe I could uh, uh, be their assistant or something so uh, you know help them on this project that I really valued at that point well, I was selected for the position. A lot of the, the feedback that I received from the selection group was that um, walking in with the plan as detailed and as lined out as well as I did was what put me above the rest of the candidates. And since then, I've just been honored and blessed to continue serving um, the governor and the state in this, this initiative. so many things that you said that really can speak to our teachers you know first of all when you're going to get a job as a teacher go in prepared you know have your plan for teaching that subject in that grade level that you want to teach um, don't just be there to to answer the questions of the principal but make sure you have a plan set out for how you're going to help those students excel the other thing is and you, you talked about the governor and the initiatives and um, you know infusing computer science into the curriculum in arkansas i work with a lot of people from around the country and we are definitely one of the top leaders in the country as a state for computer science initiatives. And I mean, we, we really are set apart. So you know that already. I'm just telling everybody that's listening that we're, we're pretty fantastic. One of the things I wanna dig into is what does it look like for the whole spectrum of education? Now, I know that Anthony, you, you, were a, you said a high school teacher and kind of have that high school background 
but you have a huge team working for you. And I know that they are working really hard to make sure that we have some integrated computer science curriculum through K-12. So my big question for you, as you think about classrooms around the state, what do you see teachers doing in computer science K-12 that really inspires you? Since 2015, we've had a mandate at the high school that every high school has to offer at least one computer science course. Of course, with our um, Act Fort, uh, 414 coming into effect, uh, just being signed into law, that mandate now shifts to every high school student having to have at least one credit to graduate and every high school having to have at least one computer science teacher. Um, I guess what amazes me are whenever I walk into schools and they're not just doing the have tos. They're, they're really growing the programs because they see the benefit for their students and for their communities. And I can tell the difference between a, a leader who really cares about where the community is gonna go in the future versus a leader who is worried about the here and now. Uh, some of the most, most you know, amazing and, and beneficial programs that we see across the state are those that look at all aspects of computer science or multiple aspects of computer science, robotics. You take Bryant, you know, I'm a little partial to him because I live in Bryant. My wife's a teacher in Bryant. My two kids go to Bryant. But you look at what they've done with VEX Robotics throughout the years um, and just the program that uh, Mr. Williams built out there and others have continued after him. Uh, those students are coming out of those programs with, with wonderful skills that will translate into high paying jobs. And guess what? They can stay in Bryant. They can stay in the surrounding communities and continue to contribute to that economic base. You mentioned integrated curriculum. And we think, you know, we thought in 2015, uh, and still think today that that is crucial to the long-term success of this program. Um, Governor Hutchinson, in one of our early meetings, and I've shared this publicly before, um, in one of our early meetings, he said, he gave me the charge that he said, Anthony, by, you know, in five years, I want us to have 7,500 students taking high school computer science. You know, that was in 2015. We actually met that goal in four years. We met that goal in 2019. So, but when we had that meeting in 2015, I looked at him and he gave me that charge. And I said, Governor, it's, it's, that's not going to be a problem. We can hit that easily. And I said, the problem, Governor, is going to be if we don't look at K-8 and what we're going to do at the K-8 level, the vast majority of those students are going to be in my demographic, white and male. And that's just statistically, um, you know, reality across the nation. And he looked at me and he said, he, he knew me well enough by then to know that if I'm going to say something like that, I've got a plan up my sleeve. Uh, you mentioned earlier, you know, having a plan when you're walking into something. And that's always, that's always kind of been a, um, um, a recurring theme in my life is if you're going to bring up a problem, bring up a plan to solve the problem. But so anyway, our plan to solve that problem was to integrate computer science education uh, at the K level. Uh, because we believe that if we make it normal, K through eight, uh, for every student, then it's abnormal for no student when they get to high school. Here at UCA, I teach a technology integration course. And one of the things that I've loved doing is really highlighting that hour of code um, not just the website, but the Hour of Code event that happens in November. And we actually expanded that and we're able to bring in 80 third and fourth graders for a couple of years until COVID hit. <laughs> but we were able to bring them onto campus and my, my teachers who had never really 
had anything to do with computer science, computational thinking, or coding, were able to devise um, and create little lesson plans for 15-minute games, 15-minute experiences that students could use to get them into a computer science environment. And we used robotics. We used spheral robotics. We used... Um, uh, Lego robotics. We use Scratch. Uh, we even use co-spaces to tell stories, so a 3D environment. So at the elementary level, I, I see across the state a lot of educators that are going into classrooms and using principles of coding, principles of computer science to have students show what they know and tell stories and retell stories. I see so many really innovative practices throughout the state, throughout the, the schools that I visit and the people that I interact with, that it, it gets me excited for the new ways of storytelling that our students are able to do. So I love and, that. And we're buying whole hog into that, so to speak. Um, you know, uh, it's only the second year of the competition. Of course, COVID kind of hit the first year, but we're, we're trying to expand it this year and, and trying to grow it uh, as much as our high school coding competition. But last year we launched um, the Great Arkansas History uh, Game Coding Competition, which is basically each year we put out a, a different topic of the significant Arkansas history and ask uh, middle school students uh, to create a game that tells that story or, or provides the information in a game-based environment for that story. And some of the ones that we saw last year were great. We're actually in the middle of our uh, submission cycle right now this year's theme is the old gray lady, the, the Arkansas Gazette newspaper and the significance that it played throughout our history. So we're very interested to see what our students come up with this year. But yeah, we, we completely agree that, you know, computer science, while there is always going to be the need for some standalone courses when you get into specialty areas, um, computer science is, is invasive and in, or pervasive, not invasive, but pervasive in every um, career uh, out there that these students are going to face upon graduation. Um, you know, you have to know how to use a computer to create something new, to use all the systems together to create something new is really what we see computer science as. I know the computer science purists all kind of um, cringed at that definition, <laughs> but, um, you know, we look at it as using all the different computer systems to create something new or novel is our kind of our short definition of computer science in Arkansas. And that's what we're encouraging our students to do in Arkansas is not just look at a computer or a computing device as something where they can consume, 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 but something where they can create a new experience or something new for someone else. That's fantastic. I read this book back in my graduate studies called Program or Be Program. And it was a really interesting take on thinking about computer science, thinking about coding, and thinking about how if we don't understand the systems and the uh, technologies that run our lives, we're going to end up being you know, almost slave to those systems. So the way to have power over that is to know what's happening beneath the shell, beneath that screen, uh, and understand those, those pieces. So that, that's fantastic. I love the, the idea of making sure that we are, we're the ones in control. Um, and, a, and, and a lot of our standards look at that, you know, K through 12, uh, you know, we, we take a, uh, in our latest revision, we took a very hard look as a committee 
of what responsibility we have as a state to inform our students and inform our populace of the, the true effects of, of things like social media and the algorithms that are behind that. And I think you hit the nail on the head. Our, our people need to understand that, um, that there, there are algorithms behind all those systems that they use. And I'm not against any of them. I, I use some of them. I think they, they have to be appropriate, but you have to understand they're designed to keep you engaged. They're designed to keep getting clicks from you. Um, it goes back to that old adage, uh, if the product is free, you are the product. And I think a lot of people have forgotten. Yeah, it, it's really interesting. This The previous episode that I recorded was with a lady called Dr. Kristen Matson, And she's very much uh, a leader, uh, an international leader on digital ethics and media literacy. And we talked about some of those things, talked about how um, there are algorithms that are written from certain perspectives that maybe don't keep the perspective of all the population um, connected. So there's actually a book called Algorithms of Oppression that we talked about. This really interesting book. And I'm, I'm actually just now getting into that book, uh, but it's someone who studies the, the algorithms from Google, the algorithms in Facebook, and looking to see how those manipulate what we see, where we see it, how many times we see things. I think one of the interesting things for me is looking at TikTok and I TikTok is one of those rabbit hole apps where you start and you can just go down the rabbit hole, but you'll notice when you get into TikTok that their algorithm is very, very specific and, and they use continual AI to try to guide you to the videos that you want to see, but you have to put in some initial information. So I'm an older person. I put in, you know, male over 40. I love cooking. Um, I have cats. So the, the videos that I see on TikTok are these videos of cats and cooking and woodworking and making, you know, I do some stuff with makerspace, but it's really interesting because those algorithms push me that way, but it also makes us have to realize what are we not seeing? Right. And I think that when we go into that idea of uh, computational thinking, coding in, sp in particular, that there's that helps us understand what we're not seeing, um, especially behind that screen. So, well, and I, I think that's that's key. The ethical implications that our team wanted to hit at was, um, you know, the, those algorithms are there to keep you engaged. Um, sometimes they keep you engaged through um anger sometimes they keep you engaged through um confirmation bias mm -hmm. um and you know our, our populace needs to understand that that sometimes things are being presented to you to rile you up or sometimes things are not being presented to you to uh to keep you on the site because they might actually challenge your thoughts and and that's what social media is. Social media is not news. And I think that we as a state have an ethical obligation to make sure our students and our populace realizes that social media is not news and shouldn't be treated as news from either from any perspective, political, religious, whatever it may be, uh, just societal. Um, you need to get your news uh, and your information from credible sources. I think computer science is great to have as a standalone course when we start to learn about, you know, coding in Python. 
one of the really cool things to me that I think we that we can emphasize and that we can share with teachers is that computer science isn't just coding, right. but we can we can integrate it into all the disciplines. We can integrate it into English. We can integrate it into social studies and have these conversations about how do the computers run our lives and how can we understand more about those things? And so I, I would contend and you can disagree with me, Anthony, if you want. I would contend that the new literature is founded in computer science. The new communication strategies, everything is, is founded in that digital world. But when, when we think about making meaning, we have to go back to the original piece. Just like we would go back in Shakespeare to the original text, you know, just like you know, biblically, we would go back to the Greek, right? To really understand it, we got to go back to that source code. Sure, sure. And, and you know, the thing about the, the basis of computer science has always been data uh, mm-hmm. and how we're going to manipulate data. And, and I think that uh, on point with what you're talking about um, is that our team, our, our committee this time, really took a look at um, uh, data science. We wrote a data science pathway that is now under our computer science So we left you with a little cliffhanger there, but we are about halfway through our recording with Anthony Owen. So next episode will also be with Anthony Owen. We're going to dig in a little bit deeper into the tools that we can use to incorporate computer science and computational thinking in our classrooms. And we'll talk to Anthony a little bit more about the governor's initiatives for the state of Arkansas. We also will have an announcement at the end of the next episode to save the date for you to get excited about to plan on as we plan for some exciting things coming up for next year from ArcSD. You can always reach us at ArcSD.com and you can find us in the show notes. We're also on all the social medias. So look us up, share and subscribe to this episode, subscribe to this podcast. And if you want to leave a review, you can leave a review, but we would love to keep serving you through podcasting. So if you would love to be on the podcast and have some things you'd like to share, contact me at Prof Trumbull on Twitter, and I'd be happy to chat with you. Or you can find my contact information at arxd.com. We'll talk to you soon.